0: cheers it up. Anxiety weighs down the heart. Can you say that with me? Anxiety weighs down the heart. And we carry these distrusts, and we carry these worries, and we carry these anxieties to the places that we go, and we begin to look like Justin, don't we? And I'll tell you what, Jesus has things for you to do. Jesus has work for you to do, Jesus has a joy stored for you in your life. And if we're walking around looking like this everywhere we go, we just don't get there. We don't finish that race. But sometimes we can. Now, the rest of my message is 45 minutes long. So if Justin can stand there the whole time, he's going to win a prize. Okay, let's be gracious and say, Justin, you can set it down. Everyone, let's give our hands to our helpers here. Don, way to stand. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Justin. Excellent, wonderful. Now keep wearing that. That's good for you. All right. (laughs) Ah, we're having fun today. It's August. I love it. Lion King. Hakuna Matata means no worries. And um, Simba runs away from his job. Simba runs away from his family, and he runs into these two guys, a meerkat and a warthog named Timon and Pumbaa, and they kind of become his family for a while, and they're teaching him this word, no worries. And friends, that's a word that we hear from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. I want to read that for us this morning. The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is setting up this new work that he's doing. He's setting up this new work that he's doing. So in Matthew 6, some of us need to read this every morning. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Okay, those are the things they worried about 2,000 years ago. What do we worry about today, right? Our jobs, our security, our health insurance, our social media feeds. Isn't life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice the lilies of the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon, in all his splendor, wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown in the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat what are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Gentiles long for these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow. Teachers, what days at school start this year? August 26th, therefore, stop worrying about August 26th, because August 26th will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want us to realize that when Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount, he is doing something significant. He is looking for a change and a shift to a new way of thinking and a new way of doing religion and a new way of doing life. I would call this a kingdom shift. And the more you and I can connect to what this kingdom shift is, the better our lives will be. I want to look at some of these the kingdom shifts that we're looking at today. The first kingdom shift is from worry to trust. From worry to trust. Because I want us to realize that when we worry about something, it's because we don't trust something. I have a son going to school, going to seventh grade. Um, He's been, this will be his first day of school, like first day, first day school in seventh grade. And so when I catch myself worrying about the kids that he's going to be with, when I find myself worrying about the subjects and, 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 and learning and teaching and all of those, what I'm fe- realizing is that I don't trust the school and I don't trust the teachers and I don't trust the other kids. So when we are worrying about something, I think the question is, what is it that I don't trust? And when it comes to our relationship with God, and we're worrying about something, maybe the question is, God, what don't I trust about your promises? What don't I trust about the things that you've given to me? Where am I not trusting you? So Jesus is talking about a significant shift from worrying to trust. The second is from me to community, from me to community. Now Simba found Timon and Pumbaa, this new family, this new group, They had a song that they sang together. They got themselves uh, together. And we know that kingdom building involves all of us. Kingdom building involves all of us coming together. That when we're doing kingdom work, we're bringing people together. And the world tells us that this religion thing is about making our circle smaller and smaller. And pointing at others that don't do it the way we do it and getting them out. But Jesus is saying, no, kingdom work is about making the circle larger and wider and realizing that God's love he has for you is the same love he has for every single person on this ball. Kingdom work, kingdom shift, is a shift from me to community. It is very simple for us to think that this Jesus thing is about just me and what Jesus has for me. And there's some truth there, but what Jesus has is for us. For God's people. The story has always been about God's people and God's promises to God's people, not necessarily God's promise to just you. So worry to trust, me to community. The third is this, from guilt to relationship, from guilt to relationship. And some of us need to hear this point today. Scar, who was Scar? Scar was the brother of Mufasa, Scar was the brother of Mufasa. Scar was the one who wanted to be king. Scar sets up this situation where there's a, a stampede and Mufasa dies. And Scar pulls Simba aside and says, Simba, this is your fault that your father's dead. This is your fault. And he lays this guilt into him. Your father would still be alive if it wasn't for you and for your, your, your silly ways and doing what you're doing. And I want to notice what happens here is that Scar begins to manipulate Simba with guilt and with fear. And friends, sometimes we can think that this religion thing is about guilt and about fear. And a guilt that we're not who God wants us to be, and a guilt that we haven't done the right things, or a guilt that we've said the wrong words. And it becomes manipulation and it becomes fear and I want to encourage you as fast as you can to run away from anything that looks like guilt and fear from God in your life. Because this Jesus thing is about grace and love and relationship. a relationship that Jesus wants to have with you that has absolutely no guilt. The old way, what Jesus was trying to shift us to, the old way was a righteousness by the law. A righteousness by the law. You're going to find your perfection by following all of the laws and doing all the things that the law says. Youth, how many laws were there in the Old Testament? 613. We talked about that on Friday. We talked about all these laws and how busy they were. Uh, teachers, on first day of school, we're going to stand up and we're going to say, here are my seven rules from a classroom. Well, back in the Old Testament, they sat him down, and they said, here's the 613 laws and rules that you have to follow. That's the whole semester, that's all you would do. Might be easy planning, wouldn't it? That would be nice. So, that was the old way. That was righteousness by the law, righteousness that you could find yourself by doing all of the right things. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus changed that to a righteousness by relationship, a righteousness by relationship with Jesus Christ period, end of discussion. However, we haven't heard that yet because we're still trying to find our righteousness by our own internal perfection and trying to be perfect. And we still carry around guilt and we still carry around shame. Some of that comes from inside. Some of that's from people that have told us and manipulated us. Jesus is teaching a shift, continues to teach a shift from guilt to relationship. Now, righteousness by relationship, that word righteous uh, has a lot of baggage for some of us. Um, for me, I, the word righteousness has some baggage. It, it's, it, righteousness is somebody that I don't want to be. It's, it's, it has to do with finger pointing and being right and wrong and all that. Uh, so a, a while back I read somewhere where they said, you know what would help you with this word righteousness if you've got some baggage is replace it with the word relationship. Because what God wants with you is not righteousness in the sense that you're perfect, um, but what God wants with you is a, is a relationship. And so if that's a struggle with you as you're reading through scriptures and you come upon that word righteousness, see if you can put the word relationship in there to make it work a little more clearly. In our, our scripture we read earlier uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, uh, verse 33, it says, "Instead." It says all this about, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Instead, do this. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So what does that look like if we see righteousness as a relationship? Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's relationship. And all these things will be given to you as well. So we've got some things here that... that that ring true for us. We have trust that we're following. We have community. We have relationship. And, and I have this sense that when we put those things together, trust and community and relationship, then we can begin to see in our lives what we're supposed to care about and the things that we're supposed to tend to. And this is where Hakuna Matata from Lion King starts to go a little bit off for me. Because Hakuna Matata in The Lion King means... We're not going to do anything we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to care. You know, someone comes and says, hey, your, your kid's playing out in the street by the trucks. And you're like, hakuna matata. No, uh, that's not how we're supposed to live life. Uh, we are supposed to care about certain things, but how do we get to those things? I think it's through the trust, through community, through relationship. And eventually, Simba gets to the point where he realizes my true calling and who I really am, what I should care about, and maybe you could say what I need to worry about is this role that God has put in my life, the the role that that the kingdom has put in my life, to go back to Pride Rock and be the new Mufasa. So friends, today I'm, I'm encouraging us to think about the weights that we carry around. I'm asking you to consider the picture of Justin getting ready for a marathon, weighed down with too much, and we can't do anything. And how many of us, in our lives are living that way as we worry about things, as we carry the burdens around, the burdens of our family. Jesus is very clear with his prescription. Don't worry, let me take care of that. Trust me so that you may be free. For some of you, I want to introduce you to uh, a paraphrase of the Bible. Uh, It's called The Message. Uh, Some of you have have run into this before. Uh, It's not necessarily a version of the Bible, it's more of a paraphrase. Uh, Eugene Peterson wrote it years ago. Uh, I want to introduce you to this, uh, a piece of the scripture here from Matthew 6, because sometimes the message just gets real real frank and honest with us, and and it helps us understand what the Bible's trying to say. So I'm gonna close with this. This is from The Message Paraphrase somewhere around verse 31. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. Isn't that awesome? You may not use that against your friend or your spouse today. You may not turn and say, the Bible says relax. You may not do that. You may not do that to your parents. Where's my kid? You can't do that. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way He works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how He works. Think about this next word for a minute. It's awesome. Steep your life in God-reality and God initiative, and God provisions. Steep your life. Let it soak. Let it just become all part of what you... Oh, steep your life in these things. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen August 26th. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me?